Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Hey, today we have a special treat. We have a special guest with us, my good friend, Katie Reed. Katie and I have known each other since college, actually. And, you know, it's one of those things where you meet and and you get to know each other, and then you go your separate ways. And we've lived quite uh, close to each other all of these years, but our paths have never crossed. And um, just out of serendipity, we have come together again and realized, oh my gosh, we have so much to talk about. So Katie and I actually got together a couple weeks ago and we had, uh, it was supposed to be a half an hour conversation. I think it lasted an hour and a half. It was just a, a great time of, of uh, you know, meeting with somebody who thinks like you. And one of the things that really came out to us was this idea of a money mindset. And you know, Katie has an education background and she also is in ministry and, you know, my education background and, and you guys know that I I'm trying to help people, uh, switch from a poverty mindset to an abundance mindset. And so we had a conversation that just turned out wonderful. I I will be honest that I forgot to push the record button for the first five minutes. So, uh, I'm kind of, kind of trying to do some background for you here that I know was on, on that first five minutes, but, um, Katie and I are going to have just a discussion about money and we would love for you to take some notes if that, that works out and feels right for you. And at the end, and you'll see in the description, but at the end, Katie's going to describe three different ways that you might be able to connect with her further. Uh, if you're a parent, if you're somebody who is trying to build a business, uh, particularly if you're somebody in the education or the ministry fields who are trying to kind of shift your mindset a little bit. Okay. I know you're going to enjoy this. I know you're just going to feel the high energy that Katie and I had as we had this discussion. Uh, please, please, please take some notes. Uh, enjoy this time. Okay. Awesome. It needs to be adjusted a little bit. So, um, yeah, so there's definitely some similarities there. Awesome. So uh, for our listeners, FYI, we have just been on this uh, uh, podcast for three minutes and I forgot to hit the record button. So we are recording now and you know that life shows up and we're just going to go with it. So here's my good friend, Katie. She's already done her introduction. I'll talk a little bit more about that in the intro. No worries. We will, we'll come back. Um, Okay. So you, you were saying that you wanted to kind of live this life of being in ministry, especially being married to a youth pastor, um, which I don't think is a weird, crazy goal, honestly, because it really is thinking about this is the life that I want to live. Um, so it was less maybe about the person and more about the lifestyle that you wanted to live. But then there was that, that thought that people said, you know, you're not going to make any money. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's what people told me when I was going into teaching. Oh yeah. So you're just going to be poor, but you're going to go make the world better. And somewhere along the line, I was like, why do you have to be poor to make the world better? Can't you do more things if you have more money? And I really feel like the last few years I've grown in that area and I realized like, whoa, wait a minute, I'm pretty good with money. I'd love to give money away. I love to give scholarships. I love to give to our community. I just love being generous. And I think, you know, there was an awareness shift for me that I realized, okay, if I'm good with money and I do use money to help the world be better, why wouldn't I get more money? 
And since then, the last couple of years, seriously, money is just kind of falling in my lap. I had three or four sales calls this week that I didn't even know I was going to have. They just kind of popped up and I was like, well, there you go. We had a sales call. We made a sale. Okay. Awesome. Sounds good. And I love it because not only am I getting in the door to help people, that's why they're paying me. Um, but I know with that money, I can do so many other things. And so this, this idea of you can only help the world if you don't have any money, gosh, I think that really limits us. Absolutely. And you know, as I, it's probably over this past year, I have usually one word for the year and this year it was abundance. Well, some of you might be chuckling like COVID, you know, quarantine, speaking engagements canceled. Like how is this translating to abundance? Well, first of all, abundance can look a lot of different ways. Yeah. But I think sometimes if you're a person of faith or you're in the education system, sometimes you feel like, well, that's just not going to be my story right. that I'm going to have this disposable income. But the, here's a good example. So I'm a speaker, as we talked about, and I was in a writing group and these women were complaining, kind of joking, but kind of complaining how when they would go to speak to mom's groups, they would get like not paid. Like they might get a gift card, they might get a plant and they were kind of chuckling about it, but I could hear that they were also frustrated. Right. And because I had some good mentors, I was like, I always get paid. Usually my, I have a reduced fee for mom's groups, but I usually always get paid what I charge. And I'm like, well, what's the difference? Well, it was a different mindset because when I go to speak like that's time away from my family, right. I prepared for it. And their reasoning would be, well, mom's groups just don't have a lot of money. That could be true, but there might be a donor in your church who would love to invest in the group. There's so many creative solutions to situations like that. Another example is for years, I would do consulting calls without calling it that for my colleagues, right? I'm an idea person. So they come to me. I was on the phone for hours a day. And then one day I was like, you know what? I should charge for that. Yes. And so now people pay me like $150 an hour yep. to do what I love to do. It helps them. It blesses me and my family so we can bless other people. And all that changed was I set that boundary and just said, and there are still times, Michelle, if I feel like I'm supposed to, that I will just gift oh, that to yeah. someone. And that's awesome. But part of the reason I can do that is because I'm getting paid other times to do that. And I just think it's a mindset shift that some of us, especially if you're in the faith, think that that must be bad or wrong, but it's, that's not the case. And right. so long I live that way, kind of with that scarcity mindset. Yep. Instead of abundance. One more example is I was invited to be a part of a project um, called the Ministry to Business Guide, where we actually help people change their mindset that it's okay to get paid for what you do. Just like when you go to the hair stylist salon, you're not going to say, oh, could you just do that for me? Or a doctor. You don't just ask advice all the time without paying them. Um, and so I was invited to be a part of this group. And I felt so insecure, Michelle, like, these are some heavy hitters. What am I doing here? All of this. And then I was talking to a friend and all of a sudden I realized, wow, I'm so trained to see the limitations, yeah. to see the obstacles, to see maybe even rejection. Cause there's a history of that in my life. But instead, when I shift my mindset, it was like, well, wait a minute. They invited me to be a part of this. I have the skill set, And yes, there's always a learning curve when you're working with a new team, 
But Michelle, just in that like flip-flop in my mind, it was such a more enjoyable experience yeah. because I'm like, now I'm not seeing the limitations. I'm seeing the possibilities. I'm not seeing the roadblocks. I'm seeing the opportunities. Yes. And it was just such a freeing place to be when you're not bogged down with rehearsing the lack. Yes. I, and I think the, the key there is that you said you, you flopped that, that thinking in your mind, right? So we love to change our thinking. Obviously our, our name is change your thinking, change your life. Uh, so we love to change and, and shift in our, our perceptions. And we talk a lot about how one teeny tiny thing gets in there and it like, it, it controls your whole trajectory of your life until you realize, well, wait a minute. Oh, I can, I can revise that. I can change that. I can add, I can delete, I can, you know, do whatever I want with it. And I think that that one, um, whether you're scarcity or abundance, and this is, this is a great example. So in our, our closed, um, our private Facebook group, we grow by one choice if you want to join us, but, uh, we have tons of people in there and I put out a post long time ago, actually. And it said, are you scarcity mindset or abundance mindset? And it was a graphic and it was, you know, two-sided and had all these different things for, for each one. And it was very interesting because I could tell that there were, um, you know, people in the group who, who were really reflecting, who were like, okay, I've got this from this category, but I've got this from this one. And then they said, okay, this is the plan that I want to do. And there were a couple people who were like, oh no, I'm, I'm abundance all the way. And I was like, Hmm, but I know you and I'm not so sure. <laughs> like, you know, where is the evidence of that? I think you're trying to convince yourself that you are. And you see, if you have a change of thinking, you have a change of behavior and you have a change of results, there is evidence in your life. So there should be evidence in your checkbook, in your, your schedule, in the way that you treat people. It's not just a, well, yeah, I give a tithe and I give, you know, over here to this group and I might, you know, give my clothes to Goodwill and I might go to, you know, the soup kitchen and serve. Um, it goes way beyond that. And when you don't have that abundance mindset, I think about educators. I hear this all the time. Well, you know, we only get so much money for our budget. And so, <laughs> you know, right. if you really, really wanted to do that thing, there is a way to make that happen. Um, and and it, if you have the scarcity though, like I have to just do what I can with what I'm given and I can't go out and create a new opportunity, then it's going to guide everything that you do and everything that you are. And it's going to limit not just you, but everyone that you're serving. Right. You know, I'm laughing because when I was a public school teacher, I taught special ed and this was probably from 2000 to 2004. And I won't say where I am, where I was for the sake of this next story, but I'm an audacious asker. To me, I don't want to live with regret. And so yeah. the principal, he was there for two years and then he retired and he said, Katie, you have cost me more money than anyone else because I would go ask. I'm like, these kids need to be able to go to a play. They've never even been outside the county. Is yeah. there a way we can do that? And so I would ask all the time. He could say no, you know, and there was times that he did, but to me, it's like, why not ask? And I'm thinking about for teachers too. I know they are overworked. I know they're discouraged. I we were even praying this morning for teachers at my church that they wouldn't give up because it's yeah. such a challenging time. 
but there are opportunities even with this virtual learning or maybe someone wants to donate a retired teacher that has maybe more disposable income and they want to donate something to help make your students lives easier but so often we just see the one path right right this is the way it has to be and i know we're all tired of the word pivot michelle but the beauty about pivot is that means there's someplace else you can go right there's a different direction you can turn that's not just a dead end or a brick wall and you know i always think when when anybody says pivot i always think about um i used to play basketball in in middle school and high school and you know you learn how to pivot right um but there's an infinite amount of possibilities that you can pivot to so some people think oh i'm gonna pivot and it's just like 180 degrees well no it doesn't have to be sometimes it can just be one degree and it literally makes all the difference but sometimes you've got to make a 355 degree turn and, you know, and you, you don't even realize that. And so, you know, you have a lot of opportunities out there, but the first thing that you need to do is pick your head up from your current circumstances and say, hmm. Are other people doing something different? You know, I have a, I also, I'm, I'm an idea person. I love to give ideas away too. I'm very generous with my ideas. I love it. Because most of the time I can't do something with my own ideas because I've got my own ideas going on, right? So I, I love to give them away. And I had an educator friend who works in a very large school district in the United States. And his, um, his spouse had to go work away from home. And they have two very young children who are going to do virtual school at home. And he's uh, an educational coach. And he was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Like, I, I know I have to stay home. I'm going to work virtually, but how can I make all this happen? And he's like, I really wish I could quit my job. And I said, oh my gosh, if you have, if you are ready for an idea, I can give you an idea. And he's like, okay, well, I knew in this school district that they had, because they were doing virtual, they had a requirement um, that somebody in the home had to sign a document saying that for six hours a day, that they were going to be their child's educational coach, i.e., somehow we have to cover our butt and say that somebody at home is helping them, right? That's, that's educator speak for those of you who are not in education. <laughs> and so somebody was going to have to sign this and he's like, what, what about this? And I said, okay, listen, this is what you're going to do. You're going to quit your job and you're just going to be the educational coach for as many people as you can. So literally he said, I'm going to be your educational coach. I will sign your paper. He gets on zoom. He's on zoom for the whole school day. He's taking care of hundreds of kindergarten, first, second, and third graders. And literally, he's just the expert that's there. He's like, come on into the classroom. You got a question? And he just, and he even eats lunch with his kids. Um, it's, it's so fun to listen to his stories. And he's like, oh my gosh, I never in my life could have imagined that I was doing this. Now, the family pays him $10 a month to have him there as a resource huge value add. He's making almost twice as much as he made before when he was, he was teaching. Wow. So, you know, win, 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 win all over the place. And so sometimes when I work with educators, it seems like they can find a win for somebody, but never a win for me. Mm -hmm. Can you speak to that for a little bit? Yeah. Well, I think sometimes it is easier to see it for other people because we're so, you know, close to it ourselves. So I think it's a great idea to ask questions, you know, yeah. of your friends or a coach to say, Hey, can you help me 
think it through. You know, when we did this ministry to business guide, the whole idea was to help change the mindset of people that were creative communicators, because what was happening, Michelle, is like you're talking about your teacher friend, all these speaking engagements we had canceled, 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 canceled. And you're like, that's your bread and butter. And so we were trying to put our heads together of how can we teach people what we've learned in the past 10 years, but make it affordable for them so that then they can enter. It just keeps multiplying, Michelle. That's what I love when, you know, with your friend, he is helping not only his family, but all these families that felt need that's there. Um, another way my friend and I just did something like this is, um, you know, in most households, social media screen time with kids and parents is a source of contention. Yes. And so my friend Jamie and I are like, how can we help speak into that with what we've learned about changing your mindset? So we just launched an e-course called Socialize You. And the whole idea is to help prepare, protect, and empower your kids. But Michelle, so many of the things, and this is what we were talking about earlier, are you can't do this, you should do this, you know, all these like the brick wall, the, right. the closed door. And actually what we're teaching parents to do is to change your mindset that social media isn't a weapon. It's actually a tool, just like zoom virtual learning can be a tool. It can feel like the enemy right? sometimes, <laughs> but empowering people to actually change their mindset about it. Because the truth is, had it not been for social media, I wouldn't have book deals or speaking engagements or, you know, I know you're doing a lot more oh, yeah. online. Yeah, I and had 90 speaking events get canceled, you know, so 90, right? Think about that. that that's like a whole year's worth of, of, uh, of speaking. And I just booked seven engagements just this week. So, you know... It, I, I was doing running my numbers. I run my numbers every two weeks. And one of the, the, the most important number I track is my impact number. How many people are listening to the podcast are, you know, downloading stuff. How many people are, are in my courses, things like that. Um, so in the year last December, so a year ago, I was setting my goals and based on the 10,000 people I had at events the previous year, I was like, I think I can go to 15,000. I think, I think with our events, we can get to 15,000 people. Let's really push this, right? I am just below 45,000 for the year. Wow. Um, 300 speaking engagements and I didn't even speak in January and February. So, you know, when people say, oh, you can't make money during COVID. Oh yes, you can. And you can help a lot of people you just have to be able to shift your mindset just a little bit and I think what you're talking about is the difference between a rule-based living and a freedom-based living and you know some people think a freedom-based living is like everything goes you know just a free-for-all no it, it goes if it aligns with your values and your priorities and who you want to be um, and as long as it matches with those three go until you get a no until you realize like okay this isn't working out for me and just change but right. if, if you work from a rule-based orientation your whole life, you're always going to be looking outside of yourself for somebody to tell you, am I doing this right? Am I not? Yeah. You know, for so long, that brings up a great point. For so long, I lived as if I had a red light yeah. and I would only move, dare to move if I felt like I had a green light. And I was listening to a speaker once and she said, what if you have a green light? Live as if you have a green light and when you step out of your values, your beliefs, whatever that is, then you'll know you have a, like, oh, maybe that's, I, I'm stepping in this yellow or red zone. But that 
statement alone has helped me so much because I think sometimes we don't trust ourselves to make good decisions. And maybe there's a track record of, oh, that's never worked out before. Um, But I just think it's so freeing. I have been bound by worry and fear and control issues for a long time, probably from the, my first cry in the nope. nursery as a newborn. <laughs> and so at first, when I started living with a freedom mindset versus that rules mindset, Michelle, I felt lost. I was like, now yeah. what do I do? I've been so used to having all these parameters on myself. And I think that's why a lot of people don't step into that realm because they don't know what to do. It's so uncomfortable when you don't have chains on. You don't know what to do because you've never had that opportunity to think. So uh, Katie, I know that you have a bunch of stuff that you offer folks that, that follow you. So how could some of my listeners connect with you and have you, you know, that, that one statement, just live like you have a green light and, and, and adjust when you get a red, how can they um, connect with you? Well, one of the easiest ways is on my website. It's katiemreed.com and read is R-E-I-D. And there'll be a pop-up there if you want to subscribe to my email list. And I have a free video series called Stress Less, Smile More. Wow, and it's it. about some of these mindset shifts. Also, if you go to ministrytobusiness.com, if you are in that space as a a Christian communicator or creative. Um, we have some people that aren't Christians in the group that are just entrepreneur types. If you just go to ministry to business.com, we have a monthly membership called the huddle. And then we also have the ministry to business guide I talked about. And then lastly, if you are a parent that is struggling, especially with your kids being on the screen more than you want them to be with school and all of that, you can check out socialized you Dot org, And that's the nice. e-course that I referred to, but this has been so fun chatting with you, Michelle, and I love your podcast and how you help people think differently, which is such a gift to people. Yes. I just read this quote that uh, Roma Downey had on her um, Twitter or something today. And it says the battle for peace always begins in our minds. Yes. And I just thought that was so fitting for what we were talking about is even in the midst of a pandemic, you can live from a place of peace with a mindset mindset shift. Absolutely. And, you know, just as, you know, you're talking about the red light and the green light with that quote, you know, the battle for peace begins in your mind, the peace and no battle begins in your mind. And, and we've been conditioned over life to think that life is a battle. It has to be a struggle. It has to be hard work. You know, like uh, no pain, no gain. And I just challenge that. Are you serious? Because I'm living a life right now that is pretty, I mean, overall, I'd say 95% of the time it's pretty painless. And, and I'm just having a, a blast, you know? And so instead of looking at life as this battle that we have to face every day, what if we got up every day and said, how can I have fun today? Mm-hmm. Um, and not just, you know, take the day off and, you know, we still need to go to work. We still need to do things, but gosh, you don't have to be boring while you do it. You can have fun. Yeah. Well, and even just to look at it like as a gift to enjoy yeah. too. And I think sometimes, you know, people of faith, unfortunately, sometimes can be some of the most miserable people. Like lately, I'm like, wait a minute, like we should be some of the happiest people because anyway, of all this. And oh, just- yeah. it, 
and the educators are the same. There's a lot of educators out there who've had a terrible time with the shift of 2020. Uh, and the biggest thing is because it's been so long since they had to learn something new, uh, which ironically, you know, uh, you're a teacher, you're all about learning, uh, but you haven't learned something new in a while. And, and there's been, a, there's actually a leadership vacuum that's being created, but that's for a whole nother podcast uh, of a lot of people who just said, yeah, no, I'm not doing it. Like they weren't able to jump into that uh, opportunity, freedom, possibility um, for themselves or others. They just said, no, that's too hard. Um, so I know we have some listeners out there who are definitely jumping into the ministry space. We've got some people who are educators, definitely some entrepreneurs. So I really, really hope that you guys plug into Katie's work. I will have all of the links in the description for you. So go and check it out. So thank you so much, Katie. I really appreciate you being here with us today. Thanks so much for having me, Michelle. Awesome. All right, everybody. See you next time. All right. So again, uh, I will leave those links in the description for you. You can check out the three. Uh, I, I really, really hope that you uh, check those out and see which one of those options are right for you. Um, Katie, we just thank you so much for, for being with us here today. And so with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.